All right, all right. Here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demion. As you should know by now, if you're familiar with this voice, this is one of the best places to go for English audio content in your journey of English. English is one of those languages that seems daunting at first, from what I hear. I mean, it's my native language, but from what I hear, it seems daunting at first, but once you get your head around the first few basic principles of it, things kind of start to fall together. And if you stick with it, eventually you'll get the results you are seeking. But today I wanted to talk about something interesting coming to the site. Well, it's already at the site. It's now on the site. Transcriptions are available for the podcast. Now, if you want to learn more about that, you will go to the link on the website. It will be under the espresso icon. You will see it at the top of the page where you have to welcome about the podcast contact you will see something that says Espresso. So the website is www.englishandcoffee.org. That's .org. Go there and you can find out more information on how to get some transcripts. I'll give you a little more about the transcripts at the end. But as far as today's podcast, what I would like to talk about is dreams. Dreams are those mystical moments that happen in our mind where sometimes they feel like they're real, sometimes You don't know if it's something that's going to happen, something that's already happened to someone else. There's a lot of different interpretations, perception of what a dream means, and how dreams can, in fact, improve or damage someone's life. Because as we all know, that lunatic in the hall that sits there and goes, I had a dream you were going to die yesterday, and I was so worried about it. Those type of people. So we're going to get a little bit into that, and then, like I said, I'll finish up by telling you a little more about the transcripts that will be available for your reading enjoyment. All right, let's take a sip. Today we're sipping on a uh, another McDonald creation. I went back to the original McDonald's that gave me the halfway decent um, caramel iced coffee. And it's got the caramel. It's a full cup, but now there's not enough ice. I'm not one to complain. I'm not going to complain. I was thinking about it. I was like, should I even mention the coffee? I'm going to go ahead and mention it because that's just kind of what we do here. We talk about the coffee we drink. So today the coffee, the caramel ratio to coffee is correct. It's on point. But now there's no ice, but I can't complain. I'm not going to complain. I'll take the flavor over the ice. You know, it's still got a few curls dripping over it or whatever, a few uh, little icy pieces at the top. But for the most part, it's 100% full of good caramel coffee. So let's take a sip, and then we'll get it started. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. So when we talk about dreams, you know, most people say, again, mind you, uh, there may be noise in the background from cars passing by, but I like recording in the um, in the outside, you know, in the environment, in the wildlife, just to see what the local yokels are doing. But dreams, you know, sometimes, like you said, you have those dreams where you wake up in the middle of the night, you don't know if it's somebody that you know, somebody that you've seen, and sometimes it's actually with the person next to you in bed. I don't know if you've ever had a dream like that. I had a dream like that a few times where, let's say I had a visitor over for the night, right? I'm a man, so I had a visitor over for the night. And you have a dream about this person that's laying next to you in the same bed, and your dream is that you're in the bed sleeping next to this person. It's very crazy. Uh, That's happened a few times. Then you wake up and they're actually there. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? It's like, is that a dream or is it reality? Or did you wake up in the middle of the night and just assume that's what was going on? You know, that was your perception of the event. But I don't know. I mean, I've also had dreams where I've woke up and I was like, uh, man, you know, this is going to be a dreary day or it's a bad day or a scary day or need to be careful today. I think sometimes dreams are just our spirit, mind, whatever, uh, way of giving us a little inkling as to what may come. But you know, there's a lot of people that say the people that you see in your dreams are not made up. There's a lot of people that say you can't create a whole person in your mind. I beg to differ because some of these people, I mean, yeah, they have personalities. I mean, you walk into a crowd, it's a thousand people. Are you just making up a thousand faces? Probably not. Your brain is like a sponge. It collects information. So you may be walking past these people and not even aware that you see them. You know, but then what's to say about the places that you go in your dream, right? It's a lot of different ways, a lot of different avenues, roads we can go down when we talk about dreams. But we'll try to keep it easy. Now, when you have a dream, and let's just say something bad happens. Somebody dies. There's a car crash, an accident. Because you have a lot of these people. I'm not going to call them all lunatics, but there's just some, some people that just take it to the extreme. You know, they will call you at 3 o'clock in the morning and tell you don't go to work. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but there are those people that will wake up at 3 in the morning, give you a phone call, tell you don't go into work today, or somebody may say, hey, I had a dream, you don't need to go on this trip, right? It's their own anxiety, their own worries, it's not even happening to them, but they dream about you. Dream that something bad happened, they don't want it to happen, so they tell you not to do it. Now, for one, I can speak from personal experience, my mom... She's somebody who believes her dreams. Now, not every dream, because some dreams are just, you know, silly, but some of those dreams have actually come out to be true. Some of the things she's dreamed or dreamt, you know, actually happen in real life. So whenever she has a dream about me or something like that and something bad or scary happens, she sometimes shares them with me. I remember there was a situation where it was this, there was this woman that I was going to go visit, right? You know, go take a trip, go see her. You had to drive, you know, drive a little bit. And she was like, don't go, I had a dream, something bad was going to happen. And I'm like, okay, well, it was just a dream. She just kept going on and on about it. So I didn't go. I listened to her that time. I was like, okay, mom, I won't go. Just to make her happy because she just seemed so upset. Like the world was going to end if I went on this trip. So I didn't go. But the next time she's like, oh, I had another dream. I said, look, now you just get, now you're just holding up progress. You're getting in the way of progress. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do. So I went, nothing happened, right? But there's some people who take it to the extreme to where they live by their dreams. Everything they dream about, you know, they believe it to be fact, and they, they respond accordingly. I guess they, that's their internal compass. Other people rely on fact, you know, science, religion, spiritual beliefs, whatever. But, you know, some people are just led solely by their dreams. You know, if they don't dream about it, it's not going to happen. You've heard of the people who dream about fish. You know, old school village tales, you hear somebody say they had a dream about fish, so they assume somebody's pregnant. Not saying it's not true. Not saying it's not true. But, but, there's really no science backing it. So you either believe in the dreams or you don't believe in the dreams. You know, but the one thing is, I believe that it's important to have a dream like a dream, an idea, a vision, uh, to dream about that, you know, for you, if your dream is to speak English, like I had a dream, I was speaking English, great, 
Wake up, realize that dream. That's something positive. You know, it's attainable. You're already taking lessons, so why wouldn't it be in your future, right? All the stars line up. But if it's some, you know, nuclear bomb dropping or something like that, or you're murdering somebody, just something crazy, so far out of scope, you know, that it's unbelievable. You know, you could sit there and live in fear, or you could just say it was just a bad dream, it was a bad night. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever had dreams about demons, you know, which is a touchy topic for some, but demons, um, I have had dreams where I have been in some pretty dark places. You know, we're talking fire and brimstone or just demons and supernatural forces pinning you to the ground, picking you up, moving around, moving you around your room, kind of those out-of-body dreams, you know, where you leave your body. And see, that's also another thing that people don't think can actually happen, where you separate your separate your conscious from your physical body. You know, I believe that to be something that can happen. They call it an astro flight. If you ever done the research on that, if you're one of these people that looks deeply into dreams, um, call it astro flight, where you separate your consciousness from your body. Something similar to where people talk about they've had a, um, a surgery and they woke up mid-surgery and they were looking down at their body, looking at the doctors operating on their body. Who knows? There's no science to back it, but it's there's enough history or, I guess, stories, personal stories to where something like that can happen. There's also people talking about um, they've had dreams where they've gone to the other side. You know, was it a dream that you went to the other side or did you actually go to the other side? You know, who knows? You were asleep. You were out, you know. And then you have these uh, these moments when you dream where let's say you're running. I mean, you're running full out. Maybe a dog's chasing you. Maybe you're running after a million dollars or you just robbed a bank in your dream. And you're in a full-fledged run, kicking up some steam. And then you trip, right? Or maybe the cop shoots you or you you stumble somehow and then it was pain and you wake up in the middle of the dream, right? But your legs are in, you, you wake up and you're running in your bed, physically in your bed with your legs moving, right? Or maybe you're fighting in your dream, right? And then you just get hit. Somebody just clocks you. And then you wake up and you're in a fighting stance. You know, you have somebody that's looking next to you and they're like, what What were you dreaming about? You know, maybe you're throwing punches in your sleep. You've seen it. You know, even if you haven't personally experienced it, you've seen it in movies. It's a real thing. People physically act out sometimes when they're having vivid dreams. You know, it depends on how vivid the dream is what's going on, what state of mind someone's in before they went to sleep or while they were sleeping, especially with trauma. You see that a lot with trauma. Somebody who's experienced something very bad you know, in their childhood, maybe one of these dirty uncles or nasty aunts, you know, walked into their bedroom or something when they were a kid, and then here they are, an adult, 23, 27-year-old, and they have nightmares about it, and they night terror and talking and speaking, you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know, talking in their dream. That's a real thing. These are these are real things. Um, but like I said, I mean, who's to say when we dream, we don't actually experience these things? Like, have you ever had a dream and woke up and kind of wanted to call the person and say, wow, that was some night we had, wasn't it? You know, or maybe you had a dream about your wife or your husband and you just want to call him and like tell him, hey, last night was something serious and you you just know he's gonna be like oh yes it was because you feel that it was so real like he was in the dream with you you knew it was a dream 
but it was just so real that it couldn't have been a dream. Like, both of you had to be dreaming the same thing. Now, here's another question. Have you ever shared your dream with anyone? Where, let's say you had a dream about someone, someone of interest. Let's say you had a little frisky night with them in your dream. And have you ever told them about it? Like, hey, I had a dream about you last night. They say, yeah. And you actually tell them what happened in the dream. And they say, oh, really? Huh. Well, do you want to make it a reality? Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Nine times out of ten, depending on what the dream is, there's a reason you had that particular dream. Maybe you were less self-conscious in the dream. You know, there were no inhibitions. You were just uninhibited. You were just, you said you said what you needed to say, did what you needed to do, acted how you needed to act it. Maybe it was flying a plane. If you're a pilot out there and you just had a dream about you flying over the Atlantic Ocean, smooth skies the whole way. The next day you take the flight, smooth skies the whole way. So I think a lot of what happens is what we go to bed with on our mind, our mind, our subconscious works on it while we sleep. Just kind of sorts and sifts through the information that we collect through the day or through the week. Especially if it's a very stressful week, a long week. Sometimes you have good stress. It's a birthday coming up. Everybody's excited about the birthday party, so you dream about the birthday party. But let's go ahead and take a sip. Take a quick break. And we'll be right back. One more about dreams before we switch over to uh, what I was talking about earlier at the start of the podcast. Is these moments when you have a dream, right? And it's so vivid to the point that you keep having this same dream over and over. It's a reoccurring dream. Like, I know me personally, I have a dream that I've had probably 10 or 14 times, right? Not back to back to back, but when I go into this dream, I know it's a dream. And I know it's the same dream, and I know what happens in this dream. It's the same dream. I'm talking, you're talking a span of years, you know, 10, 15, maybe even longer, 20 years that I've had this same dream periodically. And it's me in my bedroom asleep in the bed, right? I see it all. Like I'm in the bed sleeping, looking down at the bed in the room, you know, the empty room in this dream. So I know I'm dreaming because when I go into this dream, we're talking, it's only, it's only a minute after my head hits the pillow. This is when I'm exhausted, mentally exhausted. I've been up, you know, maybe 16 hours, no sleep, mentally drained, lay down and your brain kind of shuts off, but your body's still awake, you know, instantly in REM sleep. I imagine that's what is REM, right? Where you got the rapid eye movement. I've had so many dreams, I can kind of navigate my dreams. But I had this dream to where when I go into this particular dream, lay down, I'm right there, I'm still awake. My body is still awake, but my mind is gone. My mind is already in the dream world. And I can sort of um, navigate these dreams. You know, it's a skill, I guess. It's something that I've developed over the years to where I'm like, okay, I'm dreaming. So let me do this and let me do that in a dream. You know, most of the time it's best to just let the dreams kind of happen as they happen. But sometimes you get up and you walk around in the dream. And then when you wake up, it's only been a minute. You know, maybe two, three minutes tops. But in this dream, you were there for hours. 
talking to people, doing different things, walking through the house, flying, making whatever, creating whatever, doing whatever in this dream. And then you wake up and then you are there in your reality and you still have enough cognition, you know, mental bandwidth to remember the dream. Those are insane. But we could talk about those later again if you're interested in it. So what I wanted to say, though, about the uh, the transcripts, right, before we get out of here, what I wanted to say about the transcripts is that the one thing that you're going to notice, the most, the biggest thing that you're going to notice is that what's transcribed is this podcast. And, excuse me, as you know, this podcast is colloquial speech. This podcast is fluid speech. This podcast is just shooting from the hip. We're just talking. This is how people speak. And what you will notice is the big difference between spoken English and written English, right? How we write and how we talk, two different things. Nobody speaks, and then there's a period at the everything at the, every at the period at the every, end of everything they say. We speak in sentence fragments. We speak in run-on sentences. We speak in complete ideas. We speak in a roundabout way. We speak in a straightforward way. We start a conversation. We stop a conversation. For example, listen to this. Yeah, so I walked into the mall and this guy was telling me about these shoes that he purchased down at Nike. Oh, and let me tell you, uh, before I get to that, let me tell you what happened over here. You see how I just interrupted that train of thought? We're going this way in the conversation. But because I said, oh, let me tell you, went over here to this other conversation. That's what we do. So what you'll find is that in the podcast transcription, you're hearing it. You know what you're hearing, but then when you see it on paper, you're going to be like, wow, maybe this is the reason why when I'm talking to somebody, it gets a little interesting because, you know, everybody doesn't always talk like a storybook. You know, there's not a period and a comma and all these, you know, grammatical points in every conversation. A spoken conversation doesn't happen like that. You may be in a math class and the teacher says, hey, Jimmy, get up here and solve three plus two. Come on, Jimmy, get up here and do it. Hey, you, Trevor, in the back, sit down, right? Where's the period? Where's the exclamation point? It's all together, right? But when somebody writes a story, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be that lively speech. So that's the one benefit, uh, one of the benefits that you will see in the transcriptions. You will see how dynamic real speech can be. Uh, another thing is that uh, from the statistics or the stats, every transcription has at least 3,000 words in it. You're talking anywhere from 3,000 to 3,500 words. So that's a small, that's a short story. Three transcriptions, it's like a small novel, right? And this is the rate of speech that we, 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 we talk in. You know, this is what happens. So when you're sitting down with somebody and you're talking to them for about 30 minutes, 3,000 words used. And nine times out of 10, what you'll find is that people have their own set of vocabulary. Words they like to use, phrases they like to use, idioms they like to use, just like I do, just like you do, right? And you will find that in going through these transcripts, you'll start to see these idioms and start to pick up these different speech patterns and find out how you can just use this in your own thing. Like if you're somebody who's sitting here like, man, I really need a different way to start sentences or a different way to end sentences or ideas or show excitement. You go through this transcript, you will see it. You know, you could literally take my speech and use it as your own. You know, I would recommend, I would recommend as you go through the transcripts to first listen to, listen to the podcast as you do. Just listen to it. 
right? Listen to it, understand it, you're like, okay, follow along, and then see what it looks like on paper. Like, if you were to write this, how would it look in text? Very different than how it sounds, which is interesting, which is interesting. Because, that, so what that means is when your information hits your brain, your brain processes it, and you have a story, you have a picture. When you read it, you get the same thing, but it just, for me, it's, it's mind-blowing, but um, I'm glad I can finally, finally get that to you guys, so... Um, all you'll have to do, like I said, is go to the uh, espresso section on the website, www.englishandcoffee.org. Click espresso. You'll see something on there about transcripts. You click it, it'll guide you through the process. Um, as I said, there's going to be a lot of other good things coming out in this summer uh, that you'll be able to take advantage of, along with the transcriptions. I um, told you I've already recorded two audiobooks. I have a course that I created on idioms. It's a lot of things. Um, but enough about that. What I think I'll do is um, create an ad, you know, my own little custom ad, and uh, just have that and maybe run that every other uh, podcast put in there just as a little reminder or things that I have coming out just to let you guys know. Also, the 200th episode of English and Coffee is coming up in a few months. I'm going to be planning something big for that, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we've Yeah, we've been around for a while. Almost 200 episodes. That means I've sat down with this microphone and a cup of coffee most, almost 200 times, right? Just recorded, and you sat there, listened almost 200 times, and soaked up about 3,000 to 3,500 words every episode. So for my, for my long-time sippers... From the people who've been riding with me since day one, I appreciate you. And all those new ones who've just joined the party, I appreciate you as well. We'll be talking about that as we get closer to that date. But um, I hope you all have a great week. Let's take another sip. And I will see you in the next one.